Yes, sir. Once again, we are back. It's your boy Dre. It's your boy D, the dynamic D, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> and it's another episode of Fantasy Football with the Fourth Quarter Network. How you feeling about this week, D man? Uh I'm excited. Lots of good games, lots of data from the last two weeks that we can really look at uh, how these teams are going. And uh, just these these four o'clock games. Oof, man. Oh, nice. Real tasty, right? All right. Yeah. All right. Just like we did last week, man, before we get started, you want to, you know, plug anybody in, say anything that you want to say, uh, you know, get anything off your chest? Uh, uh, yeah, last week was a good week to look at in terms of, of, not letting the the shiny jewelry uh, uh, take your attention away, right? We eighty percent of the industry shift, shifted towards that uh, that Chargers uh, Chargers Cowboy game, and you got Cooper Cup was kind of chalky, but you got Derrick Henry under ten percent broke the slate, um, and even Alvin Kamara was under ten percent. He didn't he didn't hit why any stretch of the imagination but it was really these expensive plays last week that really went under owned and hit off hit off like so we saw that in week one right the expensive Patrick Mahomes Hill and uh, Kelsey stack won the won the millie maker and we saw it again. You, you had Derrick Henry at 8,300. I wasn't paying for him in terms of PPR mm, me neither. or GPPs, but he ran his most routes of his career, had six receptions, the most receptions and targets of his career. I don't know if that was an outlier, but it, it's, it's just one of those things where, man, like, whew. So, like, going forward, maybe now it's with the pricing, it's, it's really just – focusing on game stacking those high potential games, no matter what their prices are, you know, and uh, just really be trying to find your value where you can get it so that you can get those players in those GPPs. Normally that's what you would do in cash, but the gap in talent in, in terms of Kyler Murray and, and Derek Henry and maybe Cooper Cup or Travis Kelsey, like the gaps at these at these skill levels are is too vast now for you to really try to find value. So this this pod, we're gonna help you guys with the game stacks, and we're gonna win the Buckies this week, right? Oh, we're running bucks. We're running bucks. I know both of us won some cash last week. You know, it yeah. wasn't a, a perfect week by any stretch. You know, no. Um, but we definitely want some cash. And if you definitely right. listened, you would have an idea as to some plays that were made that you could have plugged in that would have made you some, man. So my lineup uh, didn't have any Derrick Henry, but I had some cup. Um, lots really of saved cup. Me. Lots, lots of cup. It really saved me. Uh, Jalen Hurts was my go-to quarterback. He had a floor game, 20, Ooh, 20 fantasy floor. point floor game. Like, love the floor, you know? bro. Oh, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> so people say he, he really crapped the bed, but I say that's we'll get... the minimum expectation. Yeah, but literally, he's, literally. He's not on the slate, the main slate this no, week. He's not. So I had, you know, Sad I had to, to find a way it. to get my Jalen Hurts slug. What is it? Man Crush Wednesday? <laughs> right, Man, exactly. Man Crush Wednesday or when, you, when y'all listen to it, Man Crush Thursday. So, <laughs> But shoot, man, let's get into this slate, man. What uh, what game we got first, D? 
Yeah, we're just going to go right along. First up, we have the Washington at Buffalo. Uh, 45 and a half total Buffalo favored to win by seven and a half. Mm. Um, listen, how do you feel about this game? Um, it's not a bad game, honestly. Um, of the one o'clock games, I'd probably say it's uh, one of the more intriguing. Uh, uh, I can agree. One of the more intriguing te- uh, games, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, am I really going to play many people from the slate? Probably not. I do have Gibson and season long and mm-hmm. uh, Singletary actually who took off. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington's line has not been quite as solid as they were last year. This year, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're not giving up you know crazy amounts, but you know, last year, you know, especially towards the middle and the end of the year, they were you know locked down. Nobody was really running on them. Nobody was really yeah. passing on them. So. Uh, Singletary at 49 might be a sneaky little play, a sneaky yeah. little play there. Uh, if you played him last week, his price tag definitely paid off. Absolutely. Um, you got Diggs at 76, um, who you would naturally expect to get peppered. But of course, once again, for whatever reason, Buffalo and that offense is just a little off right now. Maybe it's just cause it's early, but. Um, and then maybe you can even throw some da- uh, da- uh, Dawson Knox in there. Damn, I just stuttered so much. A <laughs> uh, little Dawson Knox in Story there. Story of my life. <laughs> um, who, who definitely scored a touchdown last week. So what about you, though, D? Uh, yeah, so. Oh, I can't forget about Scary Terry. I'm sorry. Sheesh. <laughs> I, a, I, I thought you were going to leave that one for me. but uh, um, uh, So Josh Allen, they haven't really had – the opportunity to really turn it up. Um, yeah, they won 35-0 last week, but it was more, you know, Zach Moss had two rushing TDs last week. Like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, does that mean that we're going to start running Zach Moss every week? No, nope. it doesn't. He, he, had eight carries. he had a fumble, eight carries for 26 yards and two rushing TDs. Um, if they're going to use him in that format, it's worth an interesting look, but uh, – if you're looking for value, I think there's a couple other plays in that price range that we can really get to later. I'm really looking at Stefan Diggs, right? Yeah. Uh, 95% of the routes so far this season. He only ran 89% last week compared to 98 week one. And I think that's likely to do with the fourth quarter. Um, they really didn't need him out there anymore because the game was over. Um, so he's in one of those spots where Washington – in terms of well-rounded, I think this is the most competitive, well-rounded game that Buffalo is going to get have, has gotten this season in terms of teams being able to score back and the defense making them pepper their number one target in digs because it's a, Washington's still a solid defense, not as good uh, as we thought they would be so far. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's one of those things where uh, Taylor Heinke he he did what he had to do last week right he did um the giants have uh have a pretty good secondary with uh i believe it's james bradbury and i can't remember the other cornerback over there but it's 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 a above average secondary and Mm -hmm. heimke went and did what he had to do so i think they with the talent that they have they'll be able to make this competitive i don't think washington's winning by any stretch of imagination 
But if there was any time for you to go out and get digs in season long or play him in a GPP because everyone's looking at Tyler Lockett, everyone's looking at Cooper Cup, this would be the time, right? right. Like, uh, he's in that same price range, uh, so he'll come in way un- under own. And I really like that Stefan Diggs play this week. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, shoot. Uh, if if that's the case, man, we can move on to our next game: Chicago at Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We got Chicago, or I'm sorry, um, the Lions, 45 and a half, with Cleveland, seven uh, point favorites, even without Jarvis this week. But I mean, when you have uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know, you, you, you're normally in most of the games you're playing, especially with the solid defense. So, uh, how you feel about this one, D? Uh, I, I actually <laughs> think that said, uh, <laughs> they're like taking a big a hit with the loss of Jarvis Landry because Chicago, they do have a solid front seven um, where they're an opportunity where they're go, they can stack the box and you have an opportunity to shut down the run game altogether. Or if there was a team to be able to shut down Cleveland run game, Chicago's in that area where they don't have to worry about pass catchers. Uh, you have Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz. He, he's quick, but the, the experience level there is not really where uh, Baker Mayfield's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It is worth noting that the the three tight ends last week, I think they all had more than 40% of the snaps. They rolled out uh, a two, two tight end sets a lot. Um, I think that's what we're going to expect going forward, at least until Jarvis Landry or if OBJ's back. But even if he's back, he's, he's still not 100%. Right. I think – in terms of a GPP, how much is a uh, how much is a uh, Peoples Jones? Let's see. Peoples Jones this week is actually three thousand. Yeah. So in terms of a GPP, if you're looking for those plays, uh, by all means, like the the pass catchers that they have over in Cleveland would be perfect uh, GPP plays just to pivot, get that low value, so you can pay up in these other lineups. But other than that, like. I don't, I don't feel any which way about this game other than the Chicago defense is a great play this week with the banged up, with the ability for them to stop the run and, and just stack the box and force Baker Mayfield to pass to uh, none of his top receivers, right? I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, uh, there, there's going to be a lot of lineups this week that have somebody from that Browns receiving the receiving core right and there's going to be a a winning lineup somewhere across the board so um i agree you know do as you wish with that information i myself i mean quite frankly i I don't even think i would mind putting one of them in my lineup to be honest with you yeah you're not paying playing them in cash though (laughs) no 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 no, no. this is gpp players only I have yeah. your cash game wide receiver coming up in the next game. Yeah, GPP uh, plays only cash, as Dion D- uh, D said uh, a few weeks ago. You know, you're looking for high floors. Um, you know, it's just so you know for sure for a fact that you're gonna cash out. So, um, Chubb at 76, don't like it. Mm-mm. Baker at six, s whatever. Honestly, aside, the only only play I think this week from 
this lineup or from this game is a Browns receiver, whoever that number one is. I mean, quite frankly, you might even be able to sneak uh, Schwartz in there. Yeah, I like Schwartz for the speed. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, we've seen him have a few solid games last season. Uh, it's really either or, whichever one you feel comfortable with, I, they're going to be on the field at least 80% of the snaps if OBJ is out. Um, they're going to be running routes. And if you get that rare Chicago get ahead by a touchdown and, or, and a field goal, two possessions, then they have no choice but to pass the ball, which, which kind of leads me towards Hunt. Uh, I think that they'll really use him a lot more in the slot this week. So, uh, yeah, the, the Hunt may be a value play. But it's it's the first game with, okay, we went in, okay, Cleveland has this awesome offense. Now injuries, OBJ's not back, rookie wide receiver, third-year wide receiver who has yet to break out in Peoples-Jones. So it's kind of like, okay, we not too confident on any of those plays there. All right, 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 right. Okay, all right. Well, shoot. Next up, uh, I believe, is Baltimore-Detroit. Uh, whatever game <laughs> uh the line's 50 yes. with the ravens as the eight point favorites right what you what do you think about this one man this uh, sort of a whatever game for me i this game could be sneaky right um baltimore has struggled defensively the first Absolutely. Games of the season they had more injuries last week uh, Detroit, by no stretch of imagination, is the better team, but we've seen that Detroit can put up points against a defense. Uh, they had 30-plus against the Rams. I believe they had 20 uh, last week with uh, against uh, the Packers. So they're not slouches on offense by no stretch of imagination. So I think it's one of those play games where Lamar Jackson at 7,800, everyone's going to go Mahomes, everyone's going to go Murray, uh, Wilson as well, but like that same price range with the ceiling that he could potentially have is it's, I think it's fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, two plays I really like on the other end um, are Hawkinson at 5,200. Right? Oh, you took the man. Damn, you, took, you took it out of my mouth, bro. Hey, okay, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you have the Hawkinson. No, you, you, got it, you, got, you got her. You know, you got her. Oh. Sure, go ahead. Go crazy. I never been big on Hawkinson when he was uh, getting the passes from Matthew Stafford, uh, but Jared Goff is just checking down to him Check and down. he's making plays happen. Right, he's looking for Hawk. It, 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 he, the wide receiver Kenny Galladay is gone. Um, Hawkinson is the best receiver on this team. One hundred percent. So you're getting a wide receiver one essentially for fifty two hundred dollars averaging 23 points per game so far this season and arguably the easiest tight end matchup they've had all season. They're going to be playing from behind. If Jared Goff cannot fumble the ball, more opportunity for Hawkinson. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I got shoot. one other play, but I don't want to steal it from you just in case it's yours. What about you? Uh, you could, you could even possibly, you know, you'd feel comfortable putting hockey in your flex spot, honestly. Right, right. You'll feel so fantastic. Two things that you want to pay attention to this week, and I can't emphasize this enough, the tiers of talent at quarterback and the tiers of talent at tight end are here this week, right? 
So normally you can afford to pay up or pay down at quarterback or pay down at tight end to make your lineup roster construction really work. Um, if you're paying down in both, you're not placing this week. Yeah. The, the deviation between Travis Kelsey and Jordan Atkins is way too high. Absolutely. Um, when you're getting Hawkinson, who can very well have 20-plus fantasy points at 5,200, um, comparatively to Mike Davis at 5,100 for running back, what do you think his opportunities for 20 fantasy points are? Yeah. So you, you really want to pay attention to that floor. Um, in terms of low-end QBs, you might be able to get there with Fields and Teddy Bridgewater. Mm. But if it's not those two, I'm, you got to pay up at both positions this week. He said he's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to pay up at both positions this week. All right. Well, uh, aside from Hawk, who um, is a love for me this week as well, too, the only viable, only other viable play, I mean, even if you're thinking about doing Hollywood Brown, um, yeah. is uh, Swift, if, if, the, if he plays. I, I know that he's questionable right now, but golf is more than likely going to be dumping off to him all game. Um, in my eyes, I believe this week um, as well, as well too. So I don't know if that's the actual play that D was uh, referring no, to. It's not. Um, but go ahead, take it over. So uh, if Swift is out, Jamal Williams becomes the chalk 100%. at 5,100. Big chalk. Um, I really like that play if he's out. <laughs> but my play is Cephas sitting yeah. at 3,900. Uh -huh. Yeah, I like that. Um, you, you I don't know, trust it. I don't trust it. it right. I, it, it is a, a crazy value play. And if he hits, then he's going to fucking – you're probably going to win some money this right. week, especially at 3,900. He's had – I mean, he's averaging 14, you know, 14 uh, fantasy points in the games that we have played this week. So, you know, he has been getting some looks, six, six targets per game. Um, yeah. So – um, I, I see. I see what, where your eyes are looking. I see where your eyes are looking. You might be on right. something there. So, so going into the season, I I was big on not big on being Marcus Callaway, right? I was like, there's just too many variables. Marcus Callaway, he's talented, but there's just too many things going on, right? Cephas did pop a little bit last season when he had the opportunities, but now, um, his first game had what six targets um 12.2 fantasy points second game put has seven targets uh for a touchdown 16.3 two touchdowns on the season uh it's really i really watched that uh that that detroit green bay game and i was looking at Goff when he wasn't fumbling going through his motions and if he wasn't looking at hawkinson he was looking at cephas mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so you have a a sneaky potential shootout and you have the two top pass catchers uh, that you can stack for less than 10 K with a floor of 20 and a floor of 10. Like uh, that's, that's three K value right there. Right. I love it. Absolutely right. love it. 100%. All right. All right. Well, shoot, let's move on to the next game. We did spend some time on the damn lines. <laughs> uh we got indy at tennessee we got the Ooh. line at 48 
And Tennessee has the uh, five-and-a-half-point favorites. This game, this game, this game. Quite frankly, I don't know what to feel about Tennessee at mm. this point in time. Um, we did see Julio get some good usage, but I'm wondering how much of that is because of some key drops by A.J. Brown. Um, if you're watching that game, he had a few passes that he dropped where he was quite open that he would have, you know, taken mm-hmm. to the house or for big yards. Um, Julio also had that uh, touchdown callback. That was obviously a touchdown. Right, 100%. But, you know. so. <laughs> but um, Pittman also got um, lots of looks last week. He's, at, he's uh, up there for 55. Might be a little bit too high for my liking. Yeah. Um, and then you got Derrick Henry at 86. Um, you know they're gonna try to pound the rock, right? Uh, how are, are you feeling? You know, good about yourself if you had Derrick Henry in your lineup at 86. All right. If this was last week, I would be like, no, I'm not feeling good about it at all, right? But now we we've reached a situation where, <laughs> uh. Derrick Henry's in midseason form, right? So the last two, maybe three years at about that half season mark, if you weren't playing Derrick Henry, you had to have a very good reason on why you weren't playing Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. right? And I thought we had more time, um, but we don't, right? Uh, the, the, the score is close enough where he can really just take over and do what he needs to do, right? So he got the thing from keeping him from that CMC, that CMC Dalvin Cook range where or Camaro range where you're willing to pay nine or more K was oh he doesn't get the work in the passing game, mm-hmm. right? So now we are in a situation where I don't think that the Tennessee offense offensive and coordinators really trust like a uh, Jeremy Nichols all that much, right? No. Uh, first game of the season, he had 100% of the two-minute drill snaps. Uh, second game, down to 17%, right? The first game of the season for Derrick Henry, he had 0% of the two-minute drill snaps, 83% of the snaps, right? 100% of the inside of yard fa- carries for uh, Derrick Henry. Um, he was on 46% of the routes last week uh, and had a 15% target share. Like... If he's going to get five-plus targets every week, I'm playing Derrick Henry every single week, mm-hmm. no matter what. He's going to be chalky, but this is one of those cases where I think it might be good chalk um, because of just that floor and obviously the ceiling that he has when he's catching the ball in the backfield. And combination is just too big or too right. good. He had 10 fantasy points uh, from receptions last week. And that really put him at that that next level tier where it's like, oof, like I have to play this guy. Right. Right, right, right. Until he gets over 10K. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. You got any uh any other thoughts on this game? Because quite frankly, I really don't. Um Julio Jones. Uh he oh man, you you know how I feel about Julio. He's a monster, bro. He's, but he's burned me so many times. Yeah, right. But I think him being the wide receiver too in an offense is the best thing that's going to happen to him. Um, 
88% of the snaps last week, 20% of the targets. Um, I don't hate it, right? Uh, Tannehill did fine last week in terms of passing yards. He had 347 passing yards, but all the TDs went Derrick Henry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if that TD to Julio doesn't go away, he has a he has an even better game. Um, which, if you want to play Tannehill to get away from the Derrick Henry chalk, I, I guess you can, but you mm-hmm. you can't play Tannehill and Derrick Henry together, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, this is in the GPP, the the Millie Maker, the three dollar three hundred thousand lineup GPPs where you really want to be contrarian. You you want access to the Tennessee offense. And you, you think that uh, Tannehill can have two, two passing touchdowns, then Vulture a, a rushing touchdown from Henry? Fine, go ahead. But I, you guys, I've, I've said my speech on how I feel about Duh, that. He so. said his damn speech. You heard <laughs> the man. You heard the man. All right. Well, shoot, man, next game. My probably favorite 1 o'clock game this week. Mm. We got the Chargers at the Chiefs. I believe this is the highest line this in this slate this week at uh, 55. Let me, let me check that Rams Tampa Bay. Tam, Rams, 55 Tampa and a Bay. half. I lied. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Seattle, also, Minnesota, Rams okay. Tampa right. Bay are both right. 55 and a half. So. Well, as you hear our voices, we're giving away some excitement here. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, some excitement. But the line for this one is 55. The Chiefs has the favorite, six and a half point favorites, which is surprising to be quite honest. Um, I love this game, quite frankly. The, the, the amount. I absolutely love this game. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to repeat yourself, D, because I don't think the people heard you. Yeah, man. Um, this game, <laughs> real exciting. How are you feeling about it, D? Uh, I, I feel pretty good <laughs> about it. I just... Uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here you go. One thing that should be noted, uh, we saw week one, Austin Eckler, Oh, they didn't give him the targets. Uh, we assumed he said he wasn't playing 100%. We didn't assume that's what he said right. uh, with that hamstring. Um, so then week two, he comes out and gets, call me if I'm wrong, what, nine targets week two? Uh, so now you're getting Austin Eckler in that same almost every down roll. So he had nine attempts and nine targets. <clears throat> I believe he had about a 70% a split, I'll tell you right now. Uh, 61% of the, 63% of the snaps last week uh, compared to Justin Jackson and Larry Roundtree splitting the rest. 100% of the two-minute drills, right? Uh, and then he had – there was – no one had a, a carry inside the 100. So he still owns 100% of the carries inside the five. Mm-hmm. So you're getting Austin Eckler in the role where he – right now is going to get 100% of the carries inside the five, 100% of the two-minute drill. Man. Okay. Man. Okay. I liked it a lot. He, this, the, the snap percentage is not there for to put him in that CMC-like uh, role yet. Right. But he's getting close. He's getting in that 
but slightly below Dalvin Cook at, at this point, same range as uh, Alvin Kamara in terms I, of the I usage. I knew you were going to say AK. <laughs> and and we've AK. seen what Austin Eckler can do when he's healthy and he gets the touches. Yeah. And he's absolutely broken slates with 30-plus fantasy point games. And you're in the situation where he's playing against Kansas City, who essentially sell out at the run to, to limit you uh, in the secondary with the receiving core. So I, I like Eckler a lot. Like a lot of my lineups are going to have the, the Derrick Henry Eckler, and I'll figure out how I can afford everybody else at, yeah. at that point. <laughs> uh, I was just scrolling through some of the um, prices in this game, and for whatever reason, I like CEH at 48. Right against LA, um, that really might be a, a boomer bust like GPP play 100%. Um, like because if he scores, he's going to be a lineup winner. Mm-hmm. That's really all you're looking for. You're looking for one score, one score, or he has a couple of passes that he takes. Uh, because he has the opportunities playing LA D or uh, LA's defense, they are a little bit better this year. They got you know Derwin, Asante Samuel Jr.'s back there, they got Bosa. Um, so it's an okay defense. Um, that might just be a hope and prayer, AKA I like the price mm-hmm. type uh, put in also M- might be a good uh, value play. If you're trying to fit somebody else big in your lineup, mm-hmm. um, quite frankly, but aside from that, I don't really like anybody else. Um, everybody else might be a little too expensive. Um Absolutely too expensive, especially when I'm thinking about Tyreek and Kels and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can say that actually about Keenan or Mike. Um, actually, Mike might be a little bit too expensive. I like Mike I like a lot him. this week, yeah. Um, well, I like him a lot this week. Uh, uh, listen, there's some things we agree we don't agree on. I just you, don't like you the first tag. Yeah, I, I, I whiffed on Cooper Cup. We, 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 we've been going back and forth with yeah, Cooper Cup for years yeah. now. And I can see that. So told you. But... <laughs> I told you. I told you about that one, but though. But yeah, I feel you. And I think Mike actually uh won some people some money last week as well, too. Yeah, he 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 had a solid so what what we're seeing, he hasn't necessarily exploded, right? Um, but he does have this new role where previously he was used as like a downfield threat. Which is a very um, odd because he's six fucking six. Yeah, and he he is big size, but he is higher above average speed, but not game breaking speed, right? Yeah. So he was using this this down the field stretch role, where now they're like, whoa, he's literally, if he was a tight end, he would be one of the greatest tight ends in the history of tight ends, right? So he's getting used in this intermediate, short range, high target role, which I absolutely love. So I, I think that these two twenty point games may be like slightly above a four game for him. Like if you take out the touchdowns, put him at 14 and 16 fancy points perspective or respectively, I think that's a, a solid floor um, out of this offense. Um, so I like Mike Williams a lot. We're still yeah. waiting for that boom game and players have boom games against Kansas city, because if you want to win, that's what you have to do. Right. Yeah. How you think you're liking uh, Mike over Keenan? I think I do. Okay. Just okay. Keenan Keenan will get there, but it's one of those things where 
before it was very one two right so austin eckler and then keenan allen uh when when you have mike williams stepping up he's going to take the targets from somewhere right so if he was being used in this down the field stretch role last season or every season before that um that means keenan allen was getting all the intermediate and medium targets right but now if you look at his route tree a lot of his mike williams is eating from keenan allen and they're really becoming a 1a 1b where keenan's not going to get those down the look down the field looks where mike williams still would so i'm starting to shift towards mike williams a little bit more not to say that keenan won't get there but if 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 i want mike if i want austin eckler to do good um which i i can't like support austin eckler and keenan allen because their roles are kind of similar in terms of like the check down but with mike williams he's gonna do a little bit of all of it so Mm -hmm. Uh, if, if, if I'm stacking, I'm doing an Eckler-Williams stack two times, and then I'll do an Eckler-Allen uh, stack a third. That's not bad. I see where your head's at there. I do see where your head's at. Okay. It's worth noting that Daryl Williams has 100% of the inside the five carries this season so far oh, um, in Kansas City. So he's playing 27% of the snaps, but 100% of the inside the five carries – Oof. that's why ch is not, uh 4800 he's not viable though yeah no it's not viable you, if he, if daryl williams vultures a touchdown the odds of him finishing below 10 fancy points are still pretty high yeah, but those points aren't going to hilaire which which you really need to roster him um but on the contrary where before you were getting the the eckler allen treatment one-two punch in Kansas City you're getting the Hill Kelsey one-two punch which which is the epitome there there is no better one-two punch combination I think as far as I can remember in the years I've been watching football okay fair it's just finding a way to pay for them tough that's the toughest part well all right we'll shoot next game we got an N-O Denoya uh versus new england um 42 point line here with new england as the favorites actually at Mm. three points very surprising absolutely surprising this game is going to be a sleeper in my eyes i do not have i personally myself rather let me let me uh change my words i myself am not going to really play anybody from this game Mm -hmm. Unless I'm trying to go big at the wide receiver or <laughs> the way I was going to say that was going to be stupid, but unless I'm trying <laughs> to go big, unless I'm trying to go big somewhere, um, depending on where, right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I would maybe look at Jacoby Myers, James White, but mm-hmm. aside from those two at, trying to fill out my roster i'm not picking anybody else from this game yeah um camara has been having down games but the snap percentage in uses is still there uh i make at least five lineups every week that i really pick my core um whereas i use it as like a my percentage that i look at and i have camara at least one lineup every week because 
any week that I can get Kamara under 10% owned, I'm playing him. Mm-hmm. I might not play him in a lot of my lineups. I think that last week I had him in one or two too many lineups. It, it hurt me a little bit where if I didn't have Cooper Cup, I would have been really pissed. Um, but uh, you have to have Kamara, at least in my opinion, with his usage in at least one lineup because one day the offense is going to click, right? So mm-hmm. New Orleans had success the first game, but they didn't use Kamara. Uh, he had 20 fantasy points, 20 touches, but they didn't use him how he should be used. He gets 10 to 15 carries. He gets 8 to 12 targets, right? One day they're going to click and say, hey, let's get Kamara his usage that he's been he knows how to use. And I'd rather be on that wave than off of it. Okay. All right. Once again, I see where your head's at. All right. You might be talking. You might be talking kind of logical on this podcast. I don't know. You might. You might. You might have to check <laughs> these thought? guys out. All right. You might have to check these guys out. Who would have thought? Do you all do right. you like Damian Harris at all? Uh, if he plays, I do. The price tag isn't that bad, actually. Um. I actually made a, a floor lineup in a cash game that actually was my high scoring lineup that had some very odd plays that actually <laughs> did very well though. So mm-hmm. um, if you are ever having any doubt, I would honestly say just go with the highest floor lineup that you could think of. You're mm-hmm. not, you're not going to go wrong um, with yourself. You know, of course, when playing GPPs, you're always trying to see who's going to hit, who, you know, where's the matchup, what matchup can I exploit, um, you know. But if you're ever having any doubt, trying to get a lineup in, always remember, when in doubt, go high floor. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, go high floor. Um, Damian Harris is uh is one of those guys I'd view that way. So, you know, if, if you're, you know, having issues or you don't know who to play or, you know, some of the guys that you wanted to play are too expensive mm-hmm. and you need to kind of, you know, even out a little bit, Damian Harris might be a sneaky play. Although that NOLA defense is one of those defenses yeah. um, where you really, you know, they're going to funnel you into passing, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's real, really kind of tough to run on them. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty high on Damian Harris, not this week. But I don't have him in season long, Um, but he's seeing the snaps like it's pretty, pretty split between him and James White after Stevenson fumbled. He's not really getting the work. J.J. Taylor is basically being groomed to take over for James White when he retires. Mm. Um, So Damian Harris has 100 percent of the inside inside of the five carries, um, which is really where you want him to be. I want him to do bad against New Orleans so that less people are on him next week and I can trade for him in season long You're funny. and I can roll him out next week. Right. I don't want him to do good this week. Like Very fun. everything's lining up for him to be that value RB until his price adjust. So I just need people to keep thinking that he's not as talented than he actually is. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. All right. Well, uh, next game on the slate, we have another sleeper to me. That is, we got Atlanta and New York. Uh, I, I like this game. 47 and a half. 47 and a half is the line with New York as the three uh, point favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you like this game? Yeah, I, I like this game a lot more than I, I think I should. Okay, yeah, but, that's what it sounds like to me. But <laughs> go ahead, let's hear it. The, 
I, I'm the data guy, right? So the I look at the data to really uh, make the decisions on what uh, I want, where I want to go. Um, Danny Dimes, right? Week one, he had a matchup against. Let me pull it up here. I don't want to be wrong. Danny Dimes had a matchup against Denver. De- Denver's a formidable defense. Puts up 22 fantasy points. Week two gets a matchup against Washington. Gets in a formidable. Uh, matchup and 29 fantasy points, right? He's sitting at 122 rushing yards this so far this season, 15 total attempts, and two rushing touchdowns. So you mean to tell me that 5,800, he has a rushing floor of what? Maybe give it six fantasy points. And then he's not doing bad with the passing yards either, 267, 249. And now he's getting his easiest matchup all season Mm -hmm. against Atlanta. Saquon's been getting reps, so he's going to get more of a role. Uh, And now they're getting this really bad Atlanta defense where I'm not saying you play Danny Dimes every week, but if you you must get away from those top quarterbacks, I I think he's in that conversation with Justin Fields and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh Uh-oh. Uh oh, Danny Dimes, Danny freaking Dimes. You know, as I'm kind of looking through some of these players, man, I am kind of feeling like this is uh, Ridley and Saquon's breakout games. Right, right. Same thing with Kyle Pitts. Like the Giants have a a a solid secondary, not good enough to beat Calvin Ridley, um, but solid, and they don't get pressure on the ball. Like we know now. Matt Ryan, when he's pressured, they're not going to be able to pressure him. So I think all the the players um, at Atlanta are great GPP plays. Mike Davis, I actually really like. He's 5,100. But if he gets those end zone carries and what can be a potential shootout, I think that he's worth a look, you know? Okay. All right. All right. Well, you heard you heard it here. This is Ridley and Barkley's breakout game. He says Pitts too, but Ridley and definitely Saquon as well too. Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard is super solid as well. A hundred receiving yards a game so far. He mm-hmm. he's he's carving out into that wide receiver one. Um, I got a really tough question for you. Oh, brother, here we go. <laughs> if there was a week. Would this week be the one week that you would even look at playing Kenny Galladay? No, <laughs> uh, absolutely not. Oh no! I would feel more comfortable playing Sterling Shepard than I would Kenny Galladay. Oh, by all means, Sterling Shepard is—I think he's more talented at this point. Wow! Wait, um, hey, hey, wait, whoa, listen, whoa, 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 one hundred percent. I stand behind time. that one hundred percent. Sterling Shepard, like I am not a Kenny Galladay fan, but Sterling Shepard is not a better wide receiver. So, do you at at this point, right? Do you think that it was Matthew Stafford passing the ball to Kenny Galladay that made him so good? Because now we have a small sample, relatively, of Kenny Galladay without Matthew Stafford. It was a mixture of both. So, Kenny Kenny Galladay flashed a lot. If you if you had Sterling Shepard Shepard catching the ball from Matthew Stafford, who's better? 
I still say Kenny Galladay. Okay. I, um, Kenny Galladay is a better receiver. Kenny, Kenny right. Galladay, you're not – the reason why Sterling Shepard is getting 10, 10 targets a game right now is because the fucking Giants are bad right now. Right. We expect them and to be shooting. they're more familiar. They're more familiar with each other. Yeah. I, Danny I don't, Dimes and Galladay clearly aren't on the same page yet. I, I don't deny that. Um, I – now that we said this, you said you don't want to play him, but you're defending him. Let me let me go ahead and run the data, right? So a little bit of squeaky wheel. We saw Kenny Galladay arguing with someone on the bench last week about something, right? Um, he saw 89% of the snaps week one, 91% of the snaps week two, had up to a 25% target share and 14 yards uh, average depth of target. Um, 33% of the air yards. So it's really kind of a 1A, 1B situation between Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay. But Sterling Shepard has had those, those uh, he's had just better yards after catch so far. Um, if the talent is there for Kenny Galladay, if there was any week to find success, it's against Atlanta, right? If he fails this week, I'm off him altogether. I was one of the players, people that actually drafted him in, in best ball leagues in season long. He fell to like the seventh to eighth round in some cases. And when he did, I was just scooping him up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because if he does get that chemistry, because you think he's a better player than Sterling Shepard, he gets that chemistry with Danny Dimes. We're not surprised at the end of the season that the Giants are, aren't good real life at football, but they're great fantasy relevancy right, in terms of the talent that they have, where they're going to lose probably most of their games, but they're going to lose it in style, like, you know? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Sterling <laughs> Shepard is better than Kenny Galladay. Jesus fucking Christ. Excuse my French. <laughs> hey. Woo, let's move on before D angers me. <laughs> Jeez. Um, we, here. we got, we got <laughs> Cincy and Pitt next. With uh, Cincy the 44 point, or jeez, with the line being 44 <laughs> and the Steelers being the three point not. favorites, you see, you see, D already got me. I got hot. you all comfortable. He got me bothered. Huh? He got me bothered. <laughs> hot and bothered. He got me hot and bothered. <laughs> Pause, yo. Uh, <laughs> how oh, you feel about man. this game, bro? Oh, we got, we got Deontay who's not looking too good right now. <clears throat> Ben's probably going to play, but he's got a hurt breast. Uh, I mean, what what's it looking like? If if, if so, Ben's not playing in this game, I'm not liking any of the plays for Pittsburgh, which is really probably nobody anyway. I have a I have a hot take on this game. Oh my god, <laughs> I have a hot take on every game. But you remember how last season, uh, when Drew Brees was healthy and in the lineup, the Saints played worse than when he wasn't. Uh, yeah. I think Big Ben's starting to hit that range of like he he's a detriment to his team. Yeah, like he's he's not helping, right? Sure. The overwhelming talent that he has at at receivers is keeping him from like not us dropping him two years ago, right? Um where if I think if Mason Rudolph suits up, I, I'm not playing any of them. But I think they're just 
they don't lose an edge in competitiveness, right? I don't think they're better, but I think they're, I don't think they're worse mm. at this point. Mm. Um, yeah. With that being said, I like the Cincinnati defense this week. Mm. Um, okay. Whether it's Mason Rudolph or, or it's uh, Big Ben, like, what, what, what are they, 2,500? Don't quote me on that. 2,100. Mm. Um, so far, they have three sacks a game, uh, one interception and one defensive fumble recovery. I'm not going out and saying, like, oh, they're going to be – they're going to have a great game, right? Um, but last week, I stream uh, low-end defenses all the time. Last week, I had Minnesota, and they gave me 12 fantasy points at 2,100. The week before that, um, I believe it was Arizona that gave you 20 at 2100. Don't quote me on that. Um, so that you can really find value. Whereas if Cincinnati has six fantasy points, that's three, that's still about three X, and you can use that money elsewhere, right? But yeah, all right. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, I mean for myself. I oh I guess I can understand why Higgins is 5100 and Boyd is 4700 uh, mm. uh you're probably feeling comfortable playing either one of them mm-hmm. um Higgins did bail you and Jamar Chase both bailed you out last week with last minute touchdowns back to back um but I would probably feel comfortable playing Higgins honestly I, I, I ooh excuse me I would probably feel comfortable playing Boyd. Higgins did not practice today. I did see uh, that questionable tag there. With the questionable, with the shoulder injury. So if Higgins is out, then Boyd. Boyd is. Big Boyd. Is. Big Boyd. Yeah, he's up there. I like Boyd a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's probably what I'm looking at this week for this game. So just keep an eye on Higgins. If Higgins is out, you're playing Tyler Boyd 100% in all your lineups. Damn near. Uh, I, not literally a hundred percent, but he's a he's he's a great value play. Damn near. Um, value play. Pittsburgh defense. Nice little. He's in the punt yeah. range almost. Pittsburgh defense is good, but they are a little banged up. Um, so I I think that they're gonna get pressure on Cincinnati because the Cincinnati O line is absolutely terrible, which makes Boyd even better because Boyd is that short route intermediate like a kind of dump off player that has some decent size at six one that like uh like they'll rely on especially if higgins is out oh mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i think if higgins plays it even makes me more on boyd because i don't think higgins would get a full workload yeah okay all right well uh next game we got is jacksonville I'm sorry, Arizona at Jacksonville. The line is 52 on this game, mm-hmm. which is mainly probably because Arizona is averaging like 30-something points a game. Absolutely. Uh, there are seven-point favorites, which is very surprising as well, too. What do you like about this game? What do you like about this game, D? Um, there's no, uh, uh, I'm looking almost kind of at James Conner Mm-hmm. and seeing if he is able to sneak into the end zone this week. Right. So, yeah, 5K price tag, though, is disgusting. Yeah, so some interesting facts there, right? Um, 
Ronda Moore had kind of a breakout game last week. He played 57% of the snaps compared to 38. Um, the AJ Green is still sitting at 86%. Uh, he played 86 and 86, and Christian Kirk went went 62-74. Um, so I really think that they just passed the ball more and went to forward wide receiver sets um, to get Rondo more out there because the game last week was a little bit more uh, interesting, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think Arizona lined up in a four-receiver four set like 70 or 80% of the time yeah. last week. So I don't know if we're necessarily going to see that replicated because uh, they don't need to. Right. But interesting fact, um, I, I don't want to be wrong here, but I believe Kyler Murray has 100 percent or some ridiculous stat um, of the inside the five carry. Right. So, yeah, he has 100 percent of the inside of the five carry leads the entire league. And with that percentage um, and Chase Edmonds and James Conner have not gotten a single carry inside the five. Right. So James Conner's value just went out the window that being said i do expect arizona to get ahead which might mean a garbage time td for james connor but to get ahead they have to score and the offense is going to run through murray yeah of course as always as always sneaky play though here on the other side marvin jones i don't think it's sneaky anymore but yeah yeah maybe not anymore (laughs) but um lost in the sauce <laughs> Marvin Jones might be a good play. Clearly, he's been a favorite of uh, T Law Sun or Sunshine. Or- Sunshine. <laughs> um. So you know that's something to look at as well too. He also loves Lavishka. He loves Lavishka. Lavishka mm-hmm. has gotten seven targets in each game this uh, this year so far. So, um, uh, ten and seven. He had ten. ten but- yep. 10 targets, seven targets, but yeah, cl- clearly, two for negative three. Yeah, exactly. Game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Marvin has had 11, or he averages 10 targets a game. So mm-hmm. um, at 4,900, you're feeling pretty good about him getting you, you know, five and 50, five and 70 mm-hmm. with maybe a score in garbage time as well. So, but aside from that, I don't know if, uh, I think that's about it for me. I, I really like that Chenault call. Um, I wasn't really paying much attention to him, but I just ran his data, 83% of the snaps. No one's going to play him because they're going to see that negative three. Um, but Arizona secondary is not as good as Denver's, right? Uh-huh. So he's in a huge bounce back position here where they're going to have to pass the ball because they're going to be down the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a fantastic value at 4,400. Absolutely. Um, Great player. Not this week, but whenever we get a line that Arizona isn't favored to win, I'm playing 1,000. All my lines are having Chase Edmonds. <laughs> pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. Right. He, he has 100% of the two-minute drills. Uh, he's demanding the, the percentage in terms of targets at the RB. Um, and then he's getting 50% of the carries. So, like, that's a – that's Austin Eckler usage, right? Mm-hmm. If we're doing player comparables, he's getting the usage of Austin Eckler. It's just the game script hasn't been in his favor yet. It's not going to be in his favor this week. Um, but I, I, it's he's the RB1 there. Um, yeah, clearly. Okay. That, that's okay. all I got from that game. All right, all right. 
Well, next we got Jet, uh, the Jets at Denver. Jets going to Mile High. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, Denver is the highest point favorite this week. With Eleven. Wow. They are favored. Eleven point favorites at home against the Jets. It's a forty-one, uh, forty-one point total line. Um, the the teams do reflect that. Um, I'm not really liking anybody from this game. You might be able to to fit Teddy in your lineup if you're mm-hmm. um, hoping to go big elsewhere. Um, and or what I'm probably going to take away from you right now is <laughs> you're probably going to say that Javante is a good play this week. Uh, um, yeah, I, I I think the the more he performs average, the more of a GPP play he becomes every week. Right, and I think because they might be favorited here, uh, you know, and or might be up big this uh, week, they might run the ball. And I believe it was you that mentioned something about, you know, getting the rookie some confidence. Right. You know, so they might, you know, might try to get him in the end zone this week, you know. So, right. you know, just, just just throwing some ideas out there, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to make chicken, you know, chicken scr- or, you know, make a great meal out of chicken shit, you know, but, <laughs> you know, just just some food for thought. Right. Just I, some food for thought. I like that a lot. Um, Favored by 11. That's a huge spot. The Jets are in a position where they might have five or six uh, wide receivers healthy. Uh, I'm staying away from it. What, um, Denver, uh, Cortland Sutton, sitting at 6K. Yep. Um, they are favored by a lot, but they won their last game by 10. And Cortland Sutton had 27.9 fantasy points on DraftKings. So yes, he's the clear-cut wide receiver one. He is questionable, but he, he had a limited practice. Practice. So did Tim Patrick. Practice. Uh, practice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like – it seems like all the stars at Denver were had a limited practice uh, today. So I'm not really too worried about that. Um, so, yeah, I really like Cortland Sutton. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is – like we forgot how good he was when he was uh, subbing in on the Saints for for uh, Breeze when he was out, but they went undefeated for a reason. Like the guy is good. Um, I think this would be the last week that he's below six K in a plus matchup, so I, I like him even more. But it, it remains to be seen. Um, I don't think the Jets can really score at all, so I think that all, all right. of them are pretty limited the entire game on in terms of playing competitively 80 percent of this game right, All right. absolutely absolutely cool. same thing to be said for kyler murray they, he might be playing competitive 80 percent of the game so is his 8300 uh price tag worth only three full potential quarters All right there it is who knows i would i would go down 100 and pay play Mahomes. Mm. okay all right, there it is. There it is. There it is. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Giving options. Lots of options here. Lots of options. Uh the next game up is Miami at Las Vegas. 
Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Vegas. With the 45 uh, point total with the Las Vegas as the uh, four, per- or four point favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about this game? You think Derek Carr is a viable play this week? Um, yes. Tua is out, though. So, no. Um, one player from this game, if if uh, James, uh, J- Josh, Josh Jacobs is out, John Jacobs, okay, uh, mm. Josh Jacobs is out, I'm playing so much Kenyon Drake, right? Oh, brother. He's going to get 80% of the looks, 100% of the, well, maybe not 100% of the no. red zone carries, but he's going to get all the passing game looks. Um, he's really going to be over 75% snaps overall this game. Revenge game narrative uh, back at Miami, bro. Question I want, mark. I, I want to say this, bro. Kenyon Drake had seven carries last week for like nine yards. Peyton Barber, who had like one day of practice or something <laughs> like that, something ridiculous. I know that he's, he didn't, he hasn't been with the Raiders long. He ran the ball 13 times and had 30 and had more yards than Kenyon Drake. And he's been with the team for less time. Clearly, they don't believe in Kenyon Drake and don't think that Kenyon Drake is the guy who's going to get, you know, 10 to 15 totes a game when, when, um, right. When Josh Jacobs is out and they're happy with him just lining up on third down and catching the ball and maybe going into the slot occasionally. So, uh, the 6,200 6, price tag is a little bit, or I'm, I'm sorry, 5,500 price tag is a little bit too much for me. Um, wow. That that's surprising coming from you. You used to be a Kenyon Drake trooper. I was, but that was when he was getting 20 carries in Arizona. Right. And, and getting red zone touches uh in Arizona. But I mean, even then he wasn't even cashing in. It's not even like those were bad plays. Those were actually fantastic plays. Yeah. There's just no execution on the you know on the player yeah. side. So um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not really I'm not playing any running backs from this game. Um I'm definitely not playing any Miami uh, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this game looks kind of so, Do you think that uh, Peyton Barber has potential to vulture a, a touchdown from Kenyon Drake? It's possible. Am I count- counting on it? No. I think that okay. they're really they're so, going to pass the ball to get in, to be honest. I think in terms of GPP, people thinking that Peyton Barber is good enough to demand more than a 40% snap share – um, from Kenyon Drake is what makes me like Kenyon Drake more. Um, he got 71% of the snaps last week, was on 81% of the routes. Like, so you're not going to get your bread and butter on the run game with Kenyon Drake. Uh, you're going to get it through the routes run. Like, Peyton right. Barber is by no stretch of the imagination a, a ball catcher, but 81% of the routes is up there with, I believe, Julio Jones was 70, 75% last week, right? So it's uh, one of those things where, um, along with that, he got 17% of the targets. Uh, I, I just really like it, right? Like he, he's perfect for a GPP. They're favored by four um, with Jacoby Brissett starting and Tua out. I think that they just get ahead, but not too ahead where there is potential for Peyton Barber to vulture a touchdown, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if both Drake and Peyton Barber both get touchdowns this week, right? Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. It's Miami, so you're right. Hey, revenge game, right? So you're very right. You're very right. You're very right. So okay. 
Next up, we got Tampa at LA. Hmm. Another high-scoring game. 55-and-a-half is the total with uh, Tampa Bay being the point-and-a-half uh, favorites. Um, I do like this game. I do like I this, love game. this game. Um, it's very intriguing. Uh, you have multiple plays from this game that you're feeling good about. I don't know why DraftKings still has Cooper Cup at 68. Right. Um, I don't care if Tampa has a good secondary. The Rams are going to pass the ball. And they're going to pass the ball to Cooper Cup, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, Henderson might be out this game, so Sony might be a sneaky play. Yeah. Um, uh, sneaky play in the sense of I'm hoping maybe he could vulture a touchdown. Right. Because um, clearly McVeigh still wants to have an identity on the ground. I believe uh, Henderson has gotten at least 13 carries in both games. Yeah, he he's definitely has a presence on the on the ground. He's he's taking advantage of it. Absolutely fantastic. Right. I, I'm I, I'm not a, I'm very happy what he's done so far this season. Yeah, so they're they're putting the putting the game on uh putting the uh ball on the ground. Uh shoot, they ran about 20 ish times last mm-hmm. week. So mm-hmm. um you're feeling really good about Sony if Henderson isn't gonna play, he might be due for a touchdown as well, too. Uh, you can honestly sneak in Cup, Evans, Godwin, and or Woods in any of your lineups, depending on how you're uh, constructing your roster. Bobby um, Woods. You're, you're not really feeling the best about um, – I was actually going to say Woods, but I think that um, he's due. He, he's definitely okay. due. I have uh, some uh, interesting take there too. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so looking back at last season when the Rams were struggling to establish a run game, you saw this really, really strong correlation between uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, right? Where if Cooper Cup went off, the odds of Robert Woods going off was pretty, pretty strong. Um, so you're in a situation where even if Henderson plays, uh, he the dude has a, a hurt ribs. Like that, that's gonna affect him. He's not gonna be as confident as a runner there. And Sony Michelle is still new to the team, where they're going to be working to try and establish a run game. And the, against the against the Bucks, they might have banded it all together. So I think that my number one stack this week is the Cooper Cup Robert Wood stack to get a little bit of that twenty twenty both of them going off game where Cooper Cup's going to be high owned, but Robert Woods is not going to see that ownage and really just get kind of a, a, an alleviation from that uh, ownership as well. Right, 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 right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Pulling the facts so, out, baby. I like it. So how do you feel about this, the Tampa Bay passing uh, attack? Oh, uh, well, AB is on the COVID list, so it's really going to end up being uh, Evans and the Godwin show. As we've right. seen, as we've seen, it's uh, I can't say necessarily last week, but um, I think that just might be because they were up, right? Um, with Godwin having five targets, but as you can see, there's enough room for Evans, Godwin, and Gronk both all to be viable plays. Maybe not right. necessarily every single week in daily fantasy, but you're feeling great about all four of them. Right. If you're playing season long, 100%, exactly. honestly. 
um, at this point in time, uh, Tampa Bay has a, a very, very high power offense feel to me right, right. now. It's very 48 points. It's insane. It's very, uh, very, very odd uh, to me. But they got weapons out there, and they're all viable, and that's that's what matters. Right. I think uh, Tampa's in a position where if Antonio Brown is out, you don't think that they score less points. You just think that who's going to score is more condensed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Daryl Henderson being out. You don't think that the Rams are going to score less points. I think that that opens up opportunity for Robert Woods, and it opens up opportunity for Tyler Higbee. Um, just to, to really just con- condense where the, the ball is going to go. So if he's out, like, it, I have to give some serious pause because most of the time when Tampa Bay's on the slate, I, I just hate deciding between Evans and Godwin. So I just choose neither and <laughs> I just mm-hmm. go on with my day. Um, I always tend to pivot to Rob if, if he's playing um, or OJ Howard, which OJ Howard is not really being used right now. So mm-hmm. like, Right now, like my two thought processes are okay, maybe Evans and Godwin are finally stackable, or we should all just be playing Rob, uh, playing Gronk to get that ceiling exposure to the Kelsey's and the Wallers at a 5,400 price tag, I believe he is. Um, because before, oh, he's getting the end zone looks, but now with, with uh, Brown potentially being out. That could be two or three more targets in a fast-paced game. 100%. Where, one of them could easily be a touchdown. Right, right. They're one, maybe two or three, right? So we, we know he's Tom Brady's favorite red zone target um, that's not named Mike Evans. But now he's going to get more targets overall and really get that slot, get those slot reps that um, he, was, he would be giving to Antonio Brown, and they'll move um, Gawain outside the slot. Or even they, they line up Gronk. Um, at all positions when he was in his prime. So I think we, we might get a little bit of a very interesting game where you can really stack either um, Woods Cup, bring it back with uh, Gronk in the tight end position, or you can stack uh, Godwin Evans and then bring it back with Higby in the tight end position mm-hmm. and really get that exposure to this game that you're, you're going to need, right? All right, 100%. 100%. All right, all right. Uh, why don't you close us out then? Oh, that was the last game? No, 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 I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> the last one's coming up, man. Close us out, baby. Let's go. I like you've done this before, baby. Let's go. <laughs> man, I was like, wait, that's not the last game. <laughs> um, yeah, so the last game we have here is uh, Seattle at Minnesota with Seattle favored by a point and a half. Mm. Um. Oof, uh, I, I I like this game too. Like this, like we were saying at the beginning, like you you your strategy this week is really to find one or two games you like uh, and stack them, right? So if you're doing, I think that you should do two stacks per per game at this point. Um, so two stacks that you can do for Tampa Bay, LA, two additional stacks for Seattle, Minnesota, and then if you want to plug in the Kansas City chart. Uh, Chargers game, absolutely, that's a stack as well. And then plug in those value players from these other games you, to really get that exposure to, to, to the points. And I, I think that's the best strategy. But how do you feel? We Our disagreement last week was I thought that DK Metcalf was going to bounce back. 
Uh, I mean, not bounced back. He hasn't had bad games, but he hasn't for sure hasn't had Tyler Lockett games. And you told me that you like Tyler Lockett more. Um, and you were right. Cooper Cup oh, and Tyler Lockett, you've been right this so far this season. Um, but so it's half, more than half the industry. So, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I think that Tyler Lockett's luck does end this week. I don't think that Minnesota has a great secondary, but I just think that um, because he's had such successful weeks in secession, mm-hmm. that he's going to be game planned around a little bit harder this Absolutely. week, just so they can get, let somebody else but Tyler Lockett we in the game right, right. exactly we'll, we'll bring some basketball slang over to the football <laughs> field get somebody else but tyler lockett the ball don't care what mm-hmm. you do how you scheme it up if you're having somebody shadow them all game or you're having somebody over the top look over you know having them double covered all game whatever the case may be but don't let tyler lockett beat you let dk beat you if you're letting dk right. beat you I mean, obviously, you're not, you know, you're still gonna lose, it, but. <laughs> but you know, you, you can't, you absolutely got to stop the hot hand from, from eating because, right. Um, so with that being said, I like DK this week. I like DK at 73. I think DK does, uh, he gets a score this week again, just like he did week one, and he might be around, you know, he might, he might, uh, you know, see around like seven, eight you know, catches or, or so this week, you know, right. or locket numbers you know, or I can't say locket numbers because he uh, only has one game of uh, eight score uh, touches. But um, I do like one of the two, though, either or I prefer DK this week, but you can either mm-hmm. go locket or DK this week. Um, every week I say that Jefferson's going to go off, but <laughs> Thielen ends up vulturing touchdowns from him like it's his business. Um, right. So, like, he let's just little boys him. Um, KJ Osborne is a nice play, though, at 35. I Absolutely. think that he's going to be – I think he's going to be fantastically owned. He's been making um, a lot happen from his, you know, five touches a game. He's getting, right. you know, seven tar- or seven targets a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's making the most out of them. Um, and what they're probably around on average, average catch about 16. I'm sorry, not 16, 14 yards, 14 yards in the I'll air. I'll tell you what his A dot is right now. Right now, his A dot is not, um, it's 6.4, it? but okay. he, he breaks off a lot of big plays, but he's really, um, being used kind of in a slot and they're pushing Adam Thielen out. Um, you've seen success there. Um, but yeah, what you, what you're really seeing is previously, uh, the, the Vikings would use a two tight end set. So they would have Rudolph and Herb Smith, um, and roll out two tight end set, but now Herb Smith is injured. Rudolph's no longer on the team. They don't trust Tyler Conklin. And then they don't trust, uh, the Jets tight end that they traded for his name's escaping me right now where you saw K.J. Osborne um, really carve out a role. Uh, I I believe his snap percentage, I actually have it here, I'm saying I believe. His snap percentage um, was uh, 81% so far this season uh, with a healthy 16% uh, target share, right? So 
you're getting a player for 3,500 in a shootout against or in a, in a position where he he'll still have that five target floor. Um, but with that 10 to 15, maybe even 20 point upside. Um, I, and he's in a position where he's not necessarily taking away from Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. He's more taking away from the tight ends that would get those looks last season. So it, it, it's almost like a perfect, perfect chemistry where um, he took all the opportunity away from tight ends that we don't care about. And Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are still 95 and 97% of snaps, uh, 24% target share for Jeff- uh, Jefferson, uh, 20. Thielen actually has a 21% share of target shares. So they, they still have that role. They just ha- haven't really, Jefferson's the only one that hasn't had that really big boom game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's coming against uh, Seattle this week. I really do. Okay. All right. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, shoot, man. How do you feel about Dalvin Cook before we close? uh, So this is a question. Do you think Derrick Henry did so good because he's Derrick Henry? Um, Or do you think it was because he was going against Seattle? Because now you have Dalvin Cook, who is arguably in that same tier, going against Seattle. So do you think that Dalvin Cook just naturally doesn't get that those those reps that Derrick Henry gets? I think right. Derrick Henry could in terms of talent, sorry. 35 yards, 35 yards plus or 35 times. 35, yeah. Or something like that. He went into overtime too, but yeah, he he gets right. those but we did see last season where he got those uh 20, 30 touch games. Oh yeah, like absolutely. Said, no OT. No OT. Yeah. So and that's just not Dalvin's game. He he's gonna right. he's gonna touch the ball. Right. Ideally, they they want to get him maybe, maybe 27, 28 touches. If he's getting 30 yeah. touches, they're not mad, mad, but that can't happen every single game because Dalvin's right. going to uh wear out that's just the type of player he is especially um very explosive the body uses a lot of energy to you know of course um be so damn twitchy you know (laughs) in the first place so he he's not a guy that you can go out there and get 35 touches and feel comfortable doing that every every game so so um i think it's just a matter of situation really do you think uh so, like, Tannehill had 347 passing yards and zero touchdowns last season, right? You don't get that rushing floor with um, with uh, Cousins than you do with Tannehill, where this can be another situation where Kirk Cousins has over 300 passing yards, but then Dalvin Cook and Vulture, one to two, maybe even three of those touchdowns, and take away from Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson – I think that KJ Osborne doesn't need a touchdown to get there, which makes me kind of like him a lot more, especially at 35. Mm-hmm. But with um, historically, Thielen doesn't necessarily need a touchdown to pay off his value. But really for Justin Jefferson Thielen, you're really looking for that touchdown to really have that explosion game. But if it's vultured by Dalvin Cook, should and everyone's going to be looking at Derrick Henry in the same price range does that make Dalvin Cook like kind of like the position that Derrick Henry was in last week where you might be able to get Cook under 10% owned he's in a great matchup and 
he has the route to have a 30 plus fantasy point game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think uh, I necessarily disagree with you there. Mm-hmm. Don't think I necessarily disagree with you there, bro. Okay. okay. Give me your, uh, before we close, give me your Stone Cold lock play this week. Stone Go Cold ahead. lock play. Who is my Stone Cold lock play? We can do and one one value and then one expensive. How about that? One value and one expensive? Okay. From any of the games. Any of the games. Let's see. Least expensive. Honestly, now that I saw it, I do like the Osborne play. I think it was 35 I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one more play, I think, a couple of, from a couple of games ago that I mentioned. Damn, I can't remember. But if not, don't, don't steal it from me. What's your expensive play? <laughs> oh, man. I can't remember what, the, what it was. Damn, I'm actually kind of mad. Damn, I'm mad. Okay. Um, well, shoot. When it comes to expensive play, you... Honest oh, shit. <laughs> this the expensive play is tough, huh? Extremely. Extremely. It is a tough one. Um, because if I'm looking at it out of the top, I'm 100 percent going to end up going with um shit, Henry or Cook, honestly. Okay. Henry or Cook, more than likely Derek Kenner. I like that. I like that a lot. I think, uh, I think I think I'll go with uh, Cephas. Uh, Cephas. I mentioned him, thirty nine hundred. Yeah, it was the Cephas. Um, and he's not expensive, but he he's basically a lock. Uh, Cooper Cup. Um, I I don't think that he's almost a lock too, bro. Honestly, yeah. I wanted to say Cooper Cup, but that was just too like too. Yeah, just, it was too he's easy. Going, he's he's going to be, be in a lot of lineups. I mean, he's going to be chalky. But it's one of those situations where he's going against a team that funnels to the pass. Right. They're going to try to get them to pass the ball. Right. They're going so, to take it. Right. They're going to take it. I, I, he doesn't have to have a ceiling game like last week, slate breaking 39 points. But 25 plus is very viable in his best matchup so far this season. Mm, so Cooper Cup, Cephas, jam him in. We'll plug him in. Super happy about that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And shoot, I think that's all the games that we had on the slate this week, man. Mm-hmm. All the games that we had on the uh, the 13-game the slate that you'll see when you go on DraftKings. I know a couple of my boys were giving me heat last week because they didn't <laughs> see the Ravens on there. And I'm like, man, the Ravens don't play this weekend. Or the Ravens, the Ravens do play this weekend. They just don't play where I can bet them in DraftKings, right? Uh, so um, on the regular, you know, 13-game uh, mm-hmm one and four slate so um as always you know it's your boy dre it's your boy Dan- dynamic d uh before you let out i guess i should plug in the listener um uh tournament this week for uh DraftKings. we will yeah. once again link it link it on our instagram we will link it on our twitter page right as well too we're going to go back to the 10 entries on that. Uh, we, we, we filled it first week with 10. I, I felt confident. I moved it up to 12, and then we didn't fill it last week. So we're going back to 10 entries. Guys, don't let me down. $5 yes, entry, top two get paid, come 10, get, 10 pans. Come get some cash. Maybe trying to get, give you guys some cash and give you guys some games so you can win more cash. Not against us, 
Right. Not not against me, right? (laughs) But against these other guys, right? So come on, man. You know the vibes. Just just come check us out. Also at thefourcornernetwork.com. Uh, we're putting up um, articles uh, weekly at this point in time, um, stemming from the podcast itself. Uh, we'll be having the stardom sit-ums every week as well, too, coming out as an article. So just be on the lookout. There's some nice, exciting things happening at the fourth quarter right now, man. And once again, you know, if you're ever feeling, feeling as though you want to get your voice heard or let your voice be heard, come check us out, man. Come check us out. Absolutely. Come check us out. Once again, as I said before, it's your boy, Dre. It's your boy, Dynamic D. Peace.